What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Jesse Rivera Likes to Talk. My name is Jesse Rivera, and you are listening to episode number 109 of Jesse Rivera Likes to Talk. I don't know. I'm just making that up. Uh, I'm going to tell you episode what episode it is right now. This is episode... Holy crap, I was underselling myself. This is episode 114. All right, uh, I got to get my shit together. Dude, episode 114 of my podcast. I cannot believe I have committed to something this long. Um, Well, actually, I've stopped doing it a couple of times and renamed it like two or three times and changed the format. So uh, I think I'm pretty par for the course, but it's something I've stuck with, and I'm really grateful for every single one that listens to this. Hey, matter of fact, if you're listening to this, are you subscribed to it? Can you leave me a review? Review what you really think it is. You know, one, two, three, four, or five. I'm cool. Like, just give us some stars. Write a review. I would be so happy. Look us up on whatever device you listen to your podcast. Hey, real quick. Uh, right now, it's Sunday, November the 7th. And uh, tomorrow will be Monday, November the 8th. Yep, that's true. And tomorrow, November the 8th, I will be at Stab Comedy Spot uh, as part of the uh, Campfire Benefit Show for the uh, to buy Christmas gifts for the children of the Dixon Fire. Is that Dixon or Dixie? God dang it. It's one of those two. Dixon. I think it's Dixon. Um, a show my good friend Jessica Roberts is putting on. Kelly Brown. AJ DeMello and Chad Bogart, a couple of the people on that show. Oh, and Anti-Vice. Anti-Vice. And uh, headliner Morty Stein. Okay? And uh, Thursday, 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 Thursday. Sacramento Comedy Spot, 8 o'clock. Ruby Setnick, Miriam Musavi, Telenovela. Dude, come on. What more do you want? Ruby Setnick, Miriam Musavi, Telenovela, all in the same night. I hope... You go there. Dude, matter of fact, if you go and you say that you're there because you heard me talking about it on the podcast, let me know and I will buy you a beer, okay? Um, Saturday night, uh, September the 13th, I am at the Powerhouse in Folsom. Uh, Shannon Battle Presents. Uh, It features Lance Wood, Mikey Winfield, Danny Luna, Ed Mena, Sarah Dutcher, Chris Flail, Asia May, and many, many more. But today... Right here, right now, we have got on episode number, whatever I said it was, uh, 114, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, ready, set, hike. We have Willie Travis. Willie's a great guy, uh, co-producer of Willie Listens at, Willie Listen, not Willie Listens, Willie Listen at Stab Comedy Spot. He is a great guy. He's a joke teller. He's a rhyme sayer. He's on the podcast. Take a listen. Thanks a lot. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Willie Travis, man, how the hell are you? Oh, man, doing well. Thank you, oh, sir. Sorry about the dog. No. Uh, just, <laughs> just push her away. Um, yeah, this is, this. you know, I have to put away her squeaker toys. Because if not, she would go find them and bring them to you. And then all you, you would just hear, squeak, squeak, squeak. I got presents for you. Yeah. What's up, man? How are you? You good? Uh, you're doing well, brother. Thanks for having me on here. Man. Oh, man. Thanks. Thanks for... You know, you are... And I think... Is this a Southern thing? You are like a, 
a southern gentleman, soft spoken, um, and and sometimes like like the the folks that are soft spoken like. They're not like the ones hounding me. Hey, put me on your podcast. Hey, put me on your podcast. Hey, did you get my message? Yeah, no. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know? And so you kind of fly under the radar a little bit because you're, you're kind of reserved and you're kind of chill. You know, um, you, that sounds like a lot like, you know, it's just, yeah, I'm under. I try not to, you know, because, look, honestly, I'm a six four black guy, uh-huh. and you know that alone gets a lot of attention. I've never liked a lot of attention. Okay, you know I just want to be, you know, just you know. I know it's it's tough, and I don't know. Yeah, so. but but you're definitely one of the cats that like anytime like oh fucking Willie Travis is you know everyone's yeah. always happy to see you you know. And, I appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, it was so great. I think the first time I saw you post-pandemic was, was it at On The Why? Or was it at uh, Stab? You know what? I think it was On The Why. Right. It was kind of just like brief, right? We're yeah. like, whoa, what's up? And yeah. then, but then On The Why, uh, we both did sets, right? No, no. On the no, why. no. Stab. It was Stab. It yes, was yes. Stab. Stab, we both did sets, right? For yeah. Body Posse? Yes, yes. That was actually really fun. I, I wasn't expecting to do a set that night either. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they were actually, you know, really nice about it. And, you know, I'm. we all killed it that night. It was a fun night. Uh, Body Posse, I believe Derek Dozier does the booking and then yeah. uh, Dan Smith does the hosting. Yes. So they, they kind of tag guys. team it and... Um, it's a fun show. I, I I would love to do that show again. And it's 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 just what it is. A body body positive, right? Like I'm up totally there, a big right. guy talking about what it's like to live in this world. You're up there. You've got what you you, you got a, a stuttering problem, right? Is that yeah. is that is that the political the, the co- politically correct way to say it? What what is it? I would say so. Uh, you know, that's all I you know really knew it as, or like you know, a stammer. A stammer. Okay. <laughs> And I said a problem. It's not a problem, right? It's not it, like... It, no, it, it's not a problem. And, you know, I guess that's kind of a thing that you kind of have to learn to accept. Right? Uh-huh. Because, you know, when... you know, And for me personally, um, you know, you just kind of had to grow up with it, you know, deal with it. Because, you know, we all know that kids are terrible. Yeah, um, <laughs> but um you know you just kind of learn how to adapt to it and you know realize that it's not a problem it's a part of you right right and it's not yeah and it's not anything bad right, right. it's yeah did that take a while to to understand very very long and you know i think um maybe maybe just because um you know, it kind of took me a while to kind of grow into myself, right? And, you know, I didn't have a lot of confidence early on. Right. And so, you know, I, um, you, like, you know, was really down on myself. But, you know, you just, you get older, you kind of, you know, you meet new people. You kind of, um, I don't know, just kind of, like, you just learn about yourself, right? And, yeah. And, you know, you just kind of associate um with you know the people that you feel you need to be around 
Exactly, exactly. Yeah, what once you figure that part out in life of like all this other all this other stuff is just noise and this I, I refer to it a lot as like find your tribe. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I refer like I, I call it a lot find your tribe and once you figure out like I know I have my brothers and sisters and they and they love me and like, you know, my mom's children like we're, like we're a family, right? But then like I have my tribe, you know, and like um it's it's a different vibe because like we all kind of um we we understand each other without all the noise of the backstory, I think. You know, like like we we embrace one another for what we are right here right now. Totally. You know, not uh like oh well he used to be a jerk or like yeah. oh he broke up with so and so and like broke her heart or like you know stuff like that or oh he used to pick on Willie, you yeah, know, like uh, you know, like I think a lot of us, you know, know that we're all here because, you know, we all understand how it is to be flawed and you know, we understand, you know, that not every person is a great person, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, we know that we're all just trying to do better. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you're not from, okay, so I always make this joke that, like, you know, I've been in Sacramento now, like, eight years, and... I think like 80% of the people that I meet are not from Sacramento. Like I only, I, I know very, very few people who were born and raised Sacramento. Uh, those are the people that are at the river every weekend in the summer. <laughs> The fucking river. <laughs> you know, like the river rats. Those are like the true Sacramentans. Everyone else is like, the river? What the hell? You know? Uh, uh, but you're not from Sacramento originally, right? No, I'm not. And um, uh, I am originally from uh, Mississippi. Mississippi. Yes. When did you leave Mississippi for Sacramento? Or was it... Mississippi, somewhere, 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 then finally Sacramento. Yeah, no, we moved around a lot. Um, my mom was a blackjack dealer, and so nice. We, yeah, we kind of went to where the casinos were. Okay. And so, uh, you know, uh, a part of Mississippi, we're from the Gulf Coast, and so uh, Biloxi is a big, like, casino town. Mm-hmm. And um, is there also a know, military base there? Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I forgot the name of it, but it's a naval base. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, you know that's kind of just where I was born and raised. Um, I was actually kind of living back and forth between uh, Mississippi and New Jersey, uh-huh. which is probably like. <laughs> 20 hours away from each other oh wow um, but um yeah um you know i have family that just kind of migrated there at a young age as well and um i grew up in atlantic city for a little bit uh-huh and so um i guess i technically moved from atlanta uh, from new jersey um um to 111 and I moved out here uh, that September. Okay, so you've been out here for a minute now. Yeah, uh, 10 years this year, actually. All right, and yeah. so now is this home, or, or are you doing the whole, well, I'm just going to uh, save up and then uh, move back home eventually? <laughs> Definitely not moving back home. Okay. If anything, you know, I I really like it in SAC. Um, I don't feel like I've 
I've done, um, you know, I haven't done a lot in California, you know, and like even though 10 years is like a lot of time, it's yeah. like, you know, this is a huge state and, uh, you know, I kind of want to see more of it, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Just kind of experience more because I'm from small towns. Man, yeah. Okay. You know? I'm from a small town called Moss Point. Okay. And, um, you know, it's very, you know, it's a closed minded town. It's very, you know, black and white, literally, you know, what mm-hmm. I mean? there's not much, uh, diversity there. Yeah. And, um, you said, so it's still like, so, cause you've got a great joke about, um, uh, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about it's it's good. Do you don't mind if I? It's, it's like one of your. It's, it's I, I think it's the joke you're known for. Um, yeah, you say that that your town is a uh, two hundred years that way. Yeah, just right <laughs> in the wrong direction. Yeah, if, um, if you reach equality, you've gone too far. Um, yeah, no, man, it's a uh, very just kind of. You know, I mean, ass backwards is probably not the not a proper term, but yeah, it's uh-huh. it's you you've heard the term the trap, right? Or, uh, no, no, I haven't. It's you know just kind of like you know smaller towns that are just kind of like you know what I mean. Did like, you never leave? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, you know that's. You know, pretty much what it is, you know, I've known, you know, classmates that are still there just doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, you know, like there's no hate Same house, that. same yeah. street, same block, yeah, right? Yeah, man, same routine. And, you know, like that's something that I I had to break away from. And, you know, I think my mom knew that at a young age as well. I think that's kind of why she moved us around a lot so we can get that you know like that that sense of you know diversity and not just be known like not just know that one town you know yeah yeah was there a lot of you as a big family uh i have two other siblings i'm the middle child oh great yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah um i have a older sister she just uh turned 42 uh-huh uh and i have a younger brother who just turned 28. Okay. All right, so you're right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And so then at what point in time does uh, does comedy enter your life? Does that the comedy enter your life here in California, here in Sacramento, or was it back home? You know what's crazy? Um, I have, you know, I feel like super, you know, like, like you said, I'm soft-spoken, but I've, always thought that this was like a cool you know like little origin story I, I remember being I don't know between I don't know maybe 8 and 10 and just kind of this was in New Jersey I was actually living with my dad's side of the family and um, I remember telling my cousin because we were probably watching like comic view or something uh-huh. you know and i was like i want to be a comedian and you know there must have been like a family gathering like that weekend because she put me on the spot right then really and um you know i just had nothing and you know it, it was kind of you know like i remember that and um 
Yeah, I never really thought about doing stand up again until I moved out here um, in 2011. So like, probably like the last three months of that year, um, I was just kind of thinking of things that I could do, I could control, and um, you know, I did some research, and it was like, you know, you need five minutes for stand up and I told myself you know I moved out here for a change I'm going to uh just place myself into the scene you know like knowing you know just kind of like my fears and stuff like that yeah yeah do you remember what was the first place you did stand up out here uh last unlimited Oh, wow. You started off big. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't waste no time. Look, I I went there, I think the first time I went there to actually try to go up was in like the start of 2012. I didn't actually perform stand up there until like the end of like 2013. Okay. You You know, I would go, you know, like not, you know, super consistently, but I would like you know show up and try to get that stage time uh-huh and you know, i knew no one yeah it's it's crazy when you don't especially it's crazy when you don't it, it almost feels like high school again yeah like when you don't know anybody and you're going to these open mics and you're seeing like these little clicks of two or three and the, these clicks are like four or five and you're like oh i saw this guy over there or i saw that girl over there but <laughs> like no one's no one's your friend yet until you fucking I don't know, until you have a great set. It's like you kind of like, or you, or you have a horrible set. <laughs> That's when they're going to be, if you have like a so-so set, they're like, all right. But if you have a, a great set, they like befriend you. If you have a horrible set, I think they're making sure you don't have any sharp objects. <laughs> I, is this guy crazy? Let's see. Yeah, no, dude. <laughs> very much those vibes you know like you said you gotta find your tribe uh-huh. and um yeah you know like that that was really you know like just a like not weird time for me but just like really different time you know like i remember um one of like the first few guys that i saw up there was um michael calvin jr Oh, wow. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, this was, I think, 2013, I said. So, you know, um, yeah, um, actually just kind of seeing him up there because he also stutters. And, um, you know, that was like a big, like, um, like in, in, inspiration, I guess, to kind of, like you know this guy's doing it you know i you know i can do it as well mm-hmm. and um after my first time performing which uh i brought <laughs> like a nice chunk of that crowd but um you know i did well and uh i got a compliment from Cheryl the soccer mom all right so you know that was just always you know like a cool like first time thing for me uh huh that I've always... Yeah, you always remember your first compliment. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, uh, Ethan Albers uh, gave me a compliment at, yeah. at On The Y. And he, like, he put his arm around me. He's like, dude, 
you're not right now, but you're gonna be a killer. You're gonna <laughs> yeah. be a killer. And he's, you know, he's always like yeah. so hyped. And he's got, you know, he's got beer in his hands. Dude, I was like, who the hell is this sailor? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, but he was, he was calm with him and uh, Nick V. And uh, the first time I went up um, was at Comedy Spot, okay. and um, Ed Mena was the host, and. Uh, and I told Ed Mena, I was like, hey, can you tell them it's my first time? Like, you know, like just because I don't know what the hell. And he's like, I got he's like, I got you. I got you. Know, I can't do his voice. But, you know, his voice. And, uh, and when I was walking, uh, you know, at Comedy Spot, you walk out and then you're behind the stage and you're walking around. Yeah. And I heard him say, hey, first time, sometimes they're horrible. Sometimes they're Jesse Rivera. Yeah. And I was like, OK, if he just said that, like, oh, man. That stunk. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I might not have ever come back, you know? But when he said that was that was pretty good, I was like, all right, I got something here. I'm gonna yeah. come back, you know? Yeah, man. And um that was that was three years ago, just over three years ago for me. Okay. Yeah, that boost, it, it, it you know what I mean, just like like that feedback, like that enforcement. And you know, it can even be, you know, like a critique, but you know, just knowing that you know you're doing your work and you know it's like kind of being noticed you know uh-huh. that's that feels good yeah yeah it does it does it feels great where um i know you 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 co-host or, or co-produce you co-host co-produce a show called uh willie listen with nicole eichenberg yeah. do you want to describe that show a little bit and then i want to kind of want to get into a little bit of like what led you down that path yeah man um <laughs> uh, Willie Listen is pretty much, um, you know, what I would say it is now is kind of just a way for, you know, like my friends and, you know, local guys to just uh, showcase their taste in music. Mm-hmm. You know? um, um, <clears throat> it's... Um, you know, a monthly show and each, you know, show has a theme and, you know, what we do is, you know, uh, me, um, Nicole and I and two guests, we, um, we, you know, we take a theme and we each, you know, just kind of take that theme and just kind of think of like songs and music and tracks, you know, um, obscure things are really um encouraged and um you know we each um toss in three tracks and we are i go through the playlist and we talk about you know the theme what brought this track um you know what the track means to you yeah you can, know? can you give some examples of past themes yeah um actually um before we actually got to record episodes, I don't know if you recall, you were on an episode. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the theme was. <laughs> uh, I feel like the theme was... Was it happy? Hate. Oh, it was hate. Okay. It was hate. Yeah, and, okay. You know, um you know, uh, pretty much we take that theme, hate, and, uh, you know, songs you hate, songs you love to hate, songs, you know, just... Anything that has to do with hate and, you know, we encourage backstories, you know, personal stories. Um, And, you know, we just go through this playlist and we talk 
you know, we BS, you know. Yeah, just kinda... it's super fun because, like, you have us, uh, uh, you know, submit what our playlist is, mm-hmm. and then Jesse Jones, the producer of Stab, like, he'll play, uh, the producer, the guy that runs Stab, yeah. uh, Jesse Jones, he'll, he'll play the snippet, and then we'll, we'll, we'll riff about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you dropped some rhymes on our episode. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> is that something you do for every episode, or was that a special one? You know, I... Um... I think around that time, I I had actually just really began to, you know, um, do it more. I think that was probably like the third episode that I had been, you know, writing rhymes for. And um, yeah, since then, I've really tried to make sure to, uh, you know, write something uh-huh. and, you know, do a rap. I think the only show that I didn't get to um do some rhymes on was the horror with dan smith and you know i don't know what was going on at that time but uh you know i want dan back on just to rap about him (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah but uh yeah man so is rapping so is that just a hobby or is it something you you've tried to lay down some tracks on your own or is it is it what, what are you doing with that I've always uh, grew up freestyling. Oh wow! You know, um, <clears throat> you know, um, all the all my family members and stuff were you know really big into you know of course hip hop and things. But we were also uh, pretty talented like music wise. You know, like my sister. You know, she she belts it out, man. Really? Yeah. She, she you know was raised in the church and she did you know, weddings. Yeah, when you said Southern and Belting, I immediately pictured (laughs) church and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, um, you know, my mom sang, you know, throughout the house growing up and things like that. Okay. And so, you know, we were always inclined to music and, you know, rapping actually came kind of naturally to me and I don't know you know, or I didn't know why, you know, I did a bit more, you know, research as I got older, but, um, like, you know, me stuttering and, you know, finding out that I can rap, you know, just kind of drew me more to it, Mm -hmm. you know, because I, like, I don't know how it works, but. Do you, okay, so I have a question. So, like, with your stuttering, do you use breathing techniques in order to help you um, speak better, or or do you just do you just power through it? I guess I just power through it. Okay, all um, right. Because yeah. I, I was I was in my brain. I was trying to to make a time. <laughs> I was trying to connect that like great MCs um, always uh, get referenced by like how their breathing techniques help them spit their rhymes or like they know like exactly where to pause and like where to take a breath like Chuck D. Yeah, yeah. Like like Chuck D's like <gasps> is almost part yeah. of the song. You know, have you yeah. ever have you ever noticed that? Like when Chuck's rhyme is a and then and then it's it's like part of the syncopation and I was just wondering if, if like if that was had anything to do with like how you felt that like you flowed a little bit naturally. That's funny that you bring it up because um Probably, like, since we brought back the show, um, you know, we've probably done, like, maybe 
seven, like the past seven months or so, we've been consistent. And like the more that I'm rhyming, I'm kind of, you know, uh, thinking about breathing more. Okay. And, you know, like just kind of like playing with my voice and altering it and just, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, just kind of working with it because I do get, you know, uh, winded or, you know, when I'm spitting, I'm actually spitting, you know, probably a lot more than usual. And so, you know, it's, it's a challenge to find out, you know, like those, you know, little tricks like that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, um, as far as music wise, is that, is hip hop your main thing or like, are you, are you a 90s kid? I'm picking up a 90s kid vibe. Totally. Okay. Um, is, is, is it hip hop or is it everything? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere, but you know, rap, hip hop is probably my first, Uh you know what I mean? Just like my first like love I that guess. was your rock and roll yeah that was your yeah. that was your mom turning yelling turn that down yeah yeah turn that yeah. noise down and you're like, no. yeah. and what was it what, what were the artists or what were the bands or oh man um well you know us being from the south um you know it was, it, i grew up on gangster rap uh-huh. so like master p no limit you know uh-huh. cash money you know what i mean like that that is what was, you know, like just always in our ears. And, um, you know, well, I, the, the whole no limit army was just like a monster at like, uh, promotion and yes. production. And like, um, every album that came out from no limit was already hyping up the next yeah. album. That was <laughs> So like, you already knew that you bought this, but you already knew what you were going to buy next month. Like just right. by, Right, right. Like they were on like the back of like the CD covers. You're all like, "Who the hell is fucking Skull Duggery?" Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Look I'm at gonna this buy it. Album cover, I want it. Yeah, yeah, man. It 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 was almost like Pokemon cards. <laughs> you, like you just wanted to collect, you know, these CDs, and it didn't. Because even the covers were not like all the other covers. I mean, like the colors were like orange and yellow and blue. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> And you, I, you like, you know, you look back now, and it was just like photoshopped, <laughs> just like you know, just just basic covers. But it was, I don't know, it was different. It was a machine. Yeah, it really was. When you, uh, can you still listen to some of that stuff? Does it still hold up for you? You know, I'll go back every now and then. I'll have my little, you know. I, you know, need to go back and play some, you know, Sea Murder, some Silk the Shocker. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think, uh, and, you know, of course, um, you don't really think about lyrics at that, you know, young age. Right, at right. At least, you know, I didn't, but, you know, um, I think what really drew me was, like, the beats. You yeah. You know what I mean? Just, like, the... You know, like that trap music that, you know, like those beats that were just killer. And, you know. Yeah, those are some sick beats. Yeah. 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 It's definitely, it's definitely some good stuff. Um, What about any, any rock or any, anything, any heavy metal or? Oh yeah, totally. Um, I probably didn't really get into rock until like, I want to say junior high school. So maybe like between seventh and ninth grade. Uh-huh. You know, 
I was really exposed to a lot more of that. And um, my first concert that I went to was um, was like a, a offshoot of Ozfest. It was called Day Off Fest. Uh-huh. And um, it was headlined by Slipknot. Oh. And how old uh, were you? Oh man. I was probably um had to be like ninth grade. So, okay, uh, alright, alright. Yeah. So headline by Slipknot. Slipknot, <clears throat> Papa Roach, oh, um shit. Mudvayne, uh Disturbed and Lincoln Park. And, oh wow! And was Lincoln Park the headliner, or were they not even that big yet? They weren't even head headlining yet. Like, I don't even think. I think. I think Crawling had just came out. Wow! So, <laughs> and was your mind just blown? Because I remember the first time I heard Lincoln Park, I was like, "What the hell?" Oh man, yeah. That, that Especially was like Slipknot. Oh yeah. man, I think I got into Lincoln Park more after I had saw them live too. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, that was some, that was just some good angsty music there. And that's the perfect age to hear <laughs> yes. that. You know, I, I thought that's why I was like, I wonder how old you were because that's, that's, uh, um, that's great. So you started doing comedy, what, like 2013 and no, no breaks in between or did, or has it always been, have you been pretty consistent? I've definitely, you know, taken breaks. I've, I've probably been more sporadic than anything, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, um, that's like kind of one, one thing that I'm kind of down on myself about, like, I haven't been like in those streets like that, you know, like I've, I've, you know, for sure gotten around, I've, you know, did a bit of comedy in the Bay too. So, you know, but I, I, would kind of get on like a streak and I would kind of take a break. Yeah. And then, you know, show back up and it's all like, Hey, um, man, <laughs> you know? So, you know, it's, it's been a lot of off and on, but, um, you know, just kind of trying to like, you know, just kind of like build myself up and just kind of, you know, figure out how I work as far as like, you know, doing what, I need to do or want to do. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 tough, especially when when you're when you're working a full time job. You know, oh, totally. Because like just just resting is so important, and uh, I feel so lucky that like uh, uh, especially now working from home, like I I I I can turn off my computer at six o'clock, and I don't have to worry about my job until the following morning at yeah, nine o'clock. Yeah. So I have all that time to uh, you know write or just like meet up with folks or do this podcast you know because um sometimes just just talking to uh, other comics will you know will will inspire ideas and you know definitely so uh it's it's a lot of fun what are you um so this this year's getting ready to come to an end um is it feeling like it was a it was a good year was, was it definitely better than last year i gotta say so yeah uh, yeah you know um I, you know, this year, I think I, I, I got back into comedy, um, a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I did a lot more writing this year Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was actually pretty proud of that. Do you write, uh, do you try to write every day? What, what, what's your method? Notebook, scraps of paper, phone? 
I keep it all on me <laughs> and, um, you know, I don't write anything at all. And, you know, that's like the tough part. But, you know, when I do lately, I've gotten more into the phone. Uh-huh. Um, my phone just broke. So, you know, I've been kind of transitioning back to my laptop. Okay. And uh, I'll, you know, try to type there um, when I can. But, um yeah, you know, um, the phone's been like the main source, um, especially for rhymes. Okay, so. okay, yeah. I grew up, so like I I can't do it on the phone. No, it's just it's just not for me. Like like I I always wrote not rhymes or like I used to enjoy just writing in general when I was in high school. Like yeah. I used to want to write for Rolling Stone magazine. Like that was my dream. So like to me, it was always like pen to paper. Okay. Yeah. So it's very therapeutic to me. Even like, like the smell of the ink, everything. Like even like, uh, like looking back at the end of the day and like you see like little ink smudges yeah. on your fingertips. Like <laughs> all of that uh, is very comforting to me. Like okay, I, I did. Oh, like I have that because I was writing earlier. So I, yeah. I feel happy when I'm when I'm writing. But yeah, no, I've I've like for sure had that phase of like you know just you know doing it you know the old school way and. Um, like I, I I've I've you know had um, notebooks when I first uh, moved here to Cali to just kind of uh, free write and like you know just kind of um, you know write what's on my mind and when I couldn't think of anything I would just type or you know write over and over I can't think of anything until I just start back. Oh wow! Yeah, and so. You know, that was a little, um, um, trick told to me by one of my last professors back in, in Jersey. Okay. Right on. Okay. So, uh, we're going to move on to the, the segment of the podcast that like, I have this, this newer segment, it's called five easy questions and, uh, I shot them to you. So you're not totally <laughs> unprepared. <laughs> well, maybe you just said, oh, sure. Didn't look, didn't look at it anymore. But um, gave us some thought. Yeah, it's kind of just like, and there's no right or wrong answers. They're, 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 they don't have to be funny. They don't have to be silly. Just very, you know, uh, what do they call that? Stream of consciousness, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Happens to come to you, um, and it's it's really it really helps me get to understand my guest a lot better. But uh, let's go for it. Uh, question number one, Willie Travis, um, what are you afraid of? Um, I am afraid of disappointing myself okay um because um you know I, I know myself and it's like um you know i try to find like the easy way out oh okay and so um you know i i do that because i know it takes hard work to do like you know certain things uh-huh and um you know, I, I'm always trying to build myself up. I'm always trying to build up, you know, my own confidence and, you know, a fear of mine is just kind of giving up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that's interesting because like a lot of people would say they're, they're, they, they fear disappointing, like a teacher, a mom, a brother, a son, but like you're, you're, you're focused on yourself. And I think that's, that's a good thing, yeah. you know, because, uh, 
um, at the end of the day, it's it's like what what you make of, of it's your life, you know. Yeah, man. So I I think that's that's a good thing to to um, be focused on yourself. That's cool, man. That's cool. I dig it. All right, number two, uh, who or what inspires you? Honestly, <clears throat> the, um, I've always been inspired by the thought of just like connecting and like uniting like friends and family. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the idea of like you know being able to get you know a, a, a bunch of family members of mine who you know don't really you know, spend that much time together, um, you know, just kind of, just kind of seeing them all in, you know, one place and just kind of, you know, bonding like that, you know, thoughts like that just kind of, um, inspire me to kind of just, just do something and do better, you know, like I'm not, you know, seeking anything outside of, making something of myself right right uh, and i know that you know if i can do that then you know things things just tend to fall into place okay right on i dig it i dig it um what have you been binging and this is like it doesn't necessarily <laughs> like uh 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 sarah dutcher was binging a book series uh, okay. other people like are binging stuff of course on hulu and netflix um, I've been binging, uh, Echo and the Bunny Men. uh, you know, uh, what, what have you been binging? Um, <laughs> I actually just finished watching You. Oh, okay. On Netflix, um, I, I was binging the hell out of that, but, um, yeah, I just got through that, uh, last night, actually. And was I? I finally saw a preview for it, yeah. and it kind of was was blowing my mind. And I was kind of like, "Was it worth it?" Dude, it was. You know, it was a ride, and I don't know if you know what it's about. No, can you undo like a brief synopsis? Yeah, with no spoilers. Is that hard? Yeah, no. Um, so it's pretty much you um, being placed in the perspective, you know, of a stalker. Oh shit! And so, you know, um, a stalker who believes in true love. We'll just say that. Okay. So what it's called? You is the focus. You like the stalker or the stocky? You know, I think. I mean, the stalker for sure. Uh huh. You know, because he also narrates it. Okay, all right. Um, but, um, you know, they do toss in some tricks in there. Okay. And, you know, there's like a few different episodes where they actually visit different perspectives, so. You, you, know. you, you know what's pissing me off about Netflix right now? What's that? Is everything I watch, as soon as it's over, it's like, do you want to watch Squid Game? Because <laughs> we know you do. Do you want to watch Squid Game? <laughs> Did you not like Squid Game? I haven't watched well, it. You, you wanted that. Uh, one of us. I'm one us. of the. I'm one of the. Uh, um, okay, if all of America is watching it, because remember, America also nominated Trump. Like, 
That's true. Because everyone loves it doesn't necessarily mean it's good. That is true. We all love Tiger King. <laughs> so, I can't necessarily be like, okay, well, since everyone else is doing it, I might as well do it. I, I kind of... I kind of have that that fear of like I'm gonna give it six. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a year. If if you know, if, if someone's still talking about it like a year from now, then you know. But because like we all binge Tiger King, and then we were all like pretty much ashamed about it. it was, <laughs> I feel it weird. was like that. It was like that. <laughs> it was like talking about that drunken night six months later. Yeah. I remember you? Yeah, I do. This ends here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, what have you been meaning to get to? Um, oh, um, kind of, uh, a better place financially, mm. I guess. Well, I got uh, some bad news for you about yeah, that one. No, it's not going to. I'm just trying to swim, man. Yeah, <laughs> Doggy paddling it's, over It here. feels like, yeah, uh, everyone I talk to <laughs> is like, uh, try, um, yeah, I hear that. I yeah, hear that. I'm trying, man. You know, um, I just picked up a second full time job, actually, uh-huh. and so that's been kind of gnarly. Um, but um, you know, a part of me uh, likes to think of it because uh, I'm doing these 16 hour days, but it's all like I much rather be doing like comedy this way. You know what I mean? Like, you know, as, as, as I, I guess more so as far as like being like like being tired and drained, you know what I mean? I would feel more fulfilled if I could do, you know, like more comedy and, you know, just kind of, you know, like make it, and, you know, not probably nearly enough money or just, you know, whatever, but just to kind of work, mm-hmm. you know, doing comedy. I'd much rather be tired from that. I yeah, like. yeah, because it's <laughs> something that you're giving to yourself yeah. instead of, yeah, instead of, yeah, I, I told, that's why, like, I approach my, my days off is, like, I'm going to work, like, you know, like, you're regular, well, you work 16 hours a day, but, like, I work eight hours a day, mm-hmm. but, like, on the weekends, I still work eight hours a day, but I'm working for myself. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. and that's how I approach my weekends is, like, I stayed busy all weekend, but it was for me. I did a podcast. I, 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 I put some input on this flyer. You know, I, I booked a show. Uh, you know, we rehearsed. Uh, all kinds of stuff like that, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like you'd rather be putting that energy towards yourself. Yeah, like you wouldn't feel bad if you were exhausted over what doing what you loved. Yeah, you know, like with fucking, you know, like driving, you know, three four hours to a gig just to uh-huh. like do what ten minutes. Or it's so 10, worth it, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, it is experience man. because it's it's that it's especially when you when you carpool with somebody it's that drive there and that drive back yeah that um you know it's that that's where the the i mean the 10 minutes goes by so quick yeah yeah and then you you just you just ponder it like damn i, say <laughs> I was supposed to say this i forgot about that one table you right, know right. yeah i get that i get it um last question here um i'm gonna go ahead and drag it out so you can take that sip of coffee <laughs> just delicious um, by the way oh thank you thank you um i i'm kind of i'm kind of known for my coffee man. I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie okay um what are you looking forward to 
Oh, man. You know, this was the one that was actually kind of, you know, I don't... I'm looking forward to... Um, hopefully finding my voice in comedy. Got it. You know, uh-huh. um, just kind of finding out who I am, um, finding out, I guess, what I'm made of, you know, because, um, like, a lot of comedy, a lot of, like, the aspects of comedy, like, you know, like, they they kind of scare me. Like, you know, the the being vulnerable and, mm. you know, placing yourself out there, you know, especially when you have a speech impediment, you know, it's like, you know, you know that you're going to need to interact. And, you know, I think, you know, a lot of people who um, stutter, you know, they have, you know, tricks and they have plans you know, like I avoid a lot of, you know, certain letters and and vowels and stuff like oh, that. Wow. So, you know, but um, um, I, yeah, I I look forward to just kind of like revealing myself, man. Uh huh. You know, like. I would like to know who that guy is, you know. Right, right. Do you sometimes, like, see glimpses of him? Or, like, do you feel like you had moments where you were that guy and then... Totally. All right. Um, You know, I felt, you know, little bits on stage. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I see it a lot um, at, like, my day job. You know what I mean? I see... You know, a lot more shades than me. But you know, like the the the, the day job is also kind of exaggerated, just like kind of how like the stage is. But you know, um, you know, like just knowing that I'm you know a lot more you know like energetic than I let off, or you know what I mean. Just uh, yeah, you know, eventually getting there. I think is like, you know, a cool thing to look forward to. Yeah, I I, ho- I hope you I hope you get there, and I hope uh, you realize it when you get there, so that you could really enjoy it. Yeah, embrace you know, it. yeah, embrace it, and and evo- let it evolve and see what it becomes. You know, yeah. because I I think I think we're always we're always evolving into that person, but the trick is to I think just enjoy. You know, like. How you said, like we you we see glimpses of that sometimes. We feel we we feel that sometimes on stage, and to like actually like just get to walk in those shoes for a little while would be yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, I get uh, it. Um, I wanted to ask you for um, sure because you perform at the punchline a few times. Yeah, I performed at punchline a handful yeah. of times. Yeah. How does that feel for you? You know, um, the first time I performed at punchline, it was almost it was almost. Uh, too perfect because um, I, I felt so spoiled. It was, it was, it was. Alieda is one of my best friends in Sacramento, right? Yeah. And so the first time I got to perform at Punchline was on Alieda's Invisible Disabilities show. Okay. Which, doing comedy, 
was uh, was was always a dream of mine. But then when I start when I when I decided to do comedy, I was like, I'm gonna do uh, uh, observational humor. I'm not gonna talk about myself. Okay. Teal Morgan kept pushing me to talk about myself. Yeah. Right. And Teal Teal told me, Hey, I'm not saying go up there and do five minutes of fat jokes, but you need to go up there and reveal to the crowd that what they see and that's the first thing they're gonna see and you need to like be one with that or else they're gonna keep trying to figure you out mm-hmm. uh, so, to, yeah. so not not those exact words but right, right. but he told me a couple times like you're gonna need to address it like you yeah, know like and, you gotta expose yourself yeah that, yeah and uh and when Aliada started doing invisible disabilities um I was like okay there's my chance to, to be somewhere with someone I absolutely trust and be that vulnerable and you know it went well so um uh i started doing i was like okay i could do a whole five minutes on it i could change this around i could do this i could do this mm-hmm. and then when she asked me to be on like I, I think she messaged me and she was like have you done punchline yet and i said no she's like well you're gonna and <laughs> and now you know and so then <clears throat> my mom came so my mom was there. That's awesome. So I'm on invisible disabilities. <laughs> my mom is there. And then um, the, leading up to the show, um, Allie came back and she's like, um, "They're gonna, we're probably going to start 15, 20 minutes late to let it fill up mm-hmm. because it's not it's not filling up. And we were like, oh, shit, right? Yeah. So then it started like, then like the electricity just started building. And then she came backstage and she goes, um... It's filling up, and we're probably going to start 15 or 20 minutes late because they're having to turn people away. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, what? (laughs) And then she's like, we sold it out. It's it's sold out. So my first time at Punch was my mom was in the audience. It was sold out. It was with Aliata's Invisible Disability Show. Uh, I want to say Nina G was the headliner. You, uh, I I recall that, and you're right. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And um, it was just like it couldn't have been more perfect, you know. Um, I I feel like I think I've performed at Punch like maybe five or six times. Okay. I had one really bad one. <laughs> I had one really bad one. Um, uh, uh, Austin Carr gave me a guest spot on a Talking After Sets. Okay. Um, so I went up. I wasn't one of the ones that got to stay afterwards. Like uh, I went up. It was a three. It was three minutes, and I think I did like two minutes and twenty seconds. And I was like, "Oh, okay, I got to go by." <laughs> <laughs> Where's that exit? Yeah. And uh, um, but you know, to me, but every stage is sacred because I think of like, you know. And and I think you you get this because like you love music as much as I do is like that stage is like it's it's sacred ground you don't you don't go up there and fuck around mm-hmm. like you go up there and you pay your respects like because yeah. you're 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 honoring Carlin the Marx Brothers Radner dude yeah you know you're honoring all these cats you know and um um and then when you when you when you perform at Punchline like you see all the pictures of like. You know Enrique Iglesias and like I saw I saw um, 
I saw uh, Eliza Schlesinger there. I saw um, uh, Melissa Villasenor there. You know, I've yeah. seen I've seen Joey Diaz there. You know, um, so yeah, punch. It, it's di- different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, like you know, like you said, just seeing those pictures up there. Um, it's. Yeah, but I think to me though, too, as, as special as Punchline was, um, performing at Sacramento Comedy Spot was special too because like yeah. I took improv classes there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, from being on stage with your scene partner to and in a rehearsal with nobody in the audience to like being on stage and like just the the you know it's packed like it, that's that's special too. Though. Yeah, um, no, I, and I love that place. I, I actually interned there uh, probably for like a year and a half. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, that got me a lot of uh, a lot of comedy exposure, you know, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, you know, like those crowds are always nice. And, yeah. And just, you know, uh, Brian Crawl is just, you know, a good guy and... Yeah, yeah, and like oh, he works so hard and so tired. It's like I, I always worry about him. Yeah, he's on vacation right now. Actually, <laughs> um, for the first like he's right, he's gone. Yeah. Like he's he yeah. he sent the message the other day to like uh, the crew and was like I'm I'm gone. Uh, <laughs> and then he finished it with but if there's an emergency, uh, reach out to me. And I was like no, Brian. Right. Break, somebody wanted, break his phone. <laughs> I was wanting to respond like nobody better respond. <laughs> nobody better text Brian, man. Yeah. Um, all right, Willie. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Did we talk about everything you wanted to talk about. Was like, yeah, dude. This was very fun, man. Okay, and we're gonna work together. We're gonna do some kind of '90s podcast. Or, yes, and or, I'm or, also gonna have you back on our show. Make sure that we get a nice recorded episode in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to come back. Uh, uh, you're a great guy. Nicole Eichenberg is one of my best friends, and. I love doing stuff at Stab because it's like you can literally just like reach over and touch Jesse Jones. <laughs> like, I love the, the intimacy of that of that of that stage. Yeah, man. Um, I'm I'm already missing their their outdoor shows though. Those were so yeah, gorgeous. Those were nice. Those were nice. Yeah. So hopefully in the spring he'll he'll bring those back. Um, Definitely. But um, all right, man. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate you, dude. Thanks for having me. All right.